It's been a wild up and down week in St. Paul for the Omaha Storm Chasers, who've dropped three of their five games at CHS Field. But the week began with a well-earned honor for Freddie Fermin, who was named International League Player of the Week on Monday for what he did last week against the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Railriders. Fermin went 7-for-19 last week with an eye-popping six home runs, including a homer as part of the Chasers' doubleheader sweep on Sunday. Brewer Hicklin also had a milestone moment in Sunday's doubleheader, collecting his 20th double of the season. With now 22 doubles, 27 home runs, and 28 stolen bases, Hicklin is the fifth player in minor league baseball this year to record a 20-20-20 season, and just the fourth Royals minor leaguer to accomplish the feat since 2005, joining Bobby Witt Jr. in 2021, Alex Gordon in 2006, and Alan Moy in 2005. Now Hicklin sets his sights on a potential 30-30 season, which has only been done six times in affiliated minor league baseball since 2005. And if he's able to accomplish a 30-30-30 season, it would be just the third in affiliated minor league baseball since 2005. Meanwhile, on the mound, Austin Cox turned in a second straight gutsy start, throwing a season-high 103 pitches across six innings of two-run ball. His start in Friday's 11-9 win for Omaha came on the heels of a seven-inning complete game in game one of a doubleheader last Sunday. Cox is now fourth in the league with 122 in a third innings pitch and checks in at 10th in the league with a 4.49 ERA. The Storm Chasers go for a series split on Sunday against the Saints at 5.07 before returning to Warner Park next week for seven games in six days against the Indianapolis Indians. With the Omaha Storm Chasers, I'm Jake Eisenberg. Stop me if you've heard this before, but it's been another back and forth week for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, but the Naturals have taken three of five from the Tulsa Drillers this week on the road and have a chance to win their fifth series of the year heading into Sunday. Well, as usual, it's been a total team effort this week. Two hitters have stood out above the rest. Outfielders Tucker Bradley and Tyler Gentry. Both have hit over 400 this week, and to start, Bradley was the hero. He homered in three straight games to start the series to bring his season total to 12 this year, including a go-ahead home run in the ninth inning of the Naturals' first win of the week on Wednesday. With two or more hits in each of the last three games, Tyler Gentry has collected nine hits in 19 at-bats this week, and his biggest knock of the series came in his most recent plate appearance in the ninth inning on Saturday. Tied at five with two outs in the ninth, Tulsa intentionally walked Brandley to get to Gentry, a decision they'd soon regret. Again, the 0-2 pitch. Gentry hits that high in the air and deep out to left center field. Paja's back into the alley on the warning track at the wall. It is gone. You want to face Tyler Gentry? There you go. A three-run home run out to left center field. The Naturals lead for the first time tonight. It's 8-5. to five. Tyler Gentry might be making as good of a case as anyone, not just to be the Texas League Player of the Week this week, but looking down the road, maybe the Royals Minor League Player of the Year. As we stand, Gentry's 333 batted average ranks fifth among all qualified full-season minor league hitters when you combine his numbers between the Naturals and high Quad City's River Bandits. He leads all Royals full-season minor league hitters in batting average, slugging percentage, and OPS, while he's second in on-base percentage behind Logan Porter. Maybe most impressively, Gentry's reached base in 28 straight ball games now the second longest on-base streak in Naturals history, a span since July 30th where his on-base percentage is 485. Right-hander Alec Marsh is two strikeouts away from breaking the Naturals' single-season strikeout record, and he'll have the start on Sunday evening at One Oak Field in Tulsa as the Naturals try for the second time this year to take a series on the road against the North Division's first-half champions. For the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, I'm Nicholas Batters. 
After posting a season-best 13 wins in the month of August, the Quad Cities River Bandits are playing some of their best baseball of the season right now, as they close out their final road trip of the year in Beloit today, having won three of their first five games against the Skycar. While pitching has claimed the latest headlines for the Bandits, the first four games of the week featured a Midwest League high 80 combined hits, including three off the bat of Parker Bates, who left the yard twice on Tuesday for his first career multi-homer game. Peyton Wilson has been Quad City's main contributor to the hit column this series, batting 4-12 with help from a three-hit game on Friday. In addition to a now 12-game on base streak, Wilson has also quietly begun to own the base paths, having stolen 11 of his campaign's 19 total bases since August 1st. On the mound, Quad Cities has bookended its first five games this week with a pair of excellent starts. On Tuesday, Adrian Alcantara continued his second-half surge and posted his fifth quality start of the season, and now ranks within the top 10 of the Midwest League in ERA, innings pitched, opponent batting average, and whip. On Saturday, though, it was the former Hudson Valley Renegade who took things to a whole new level. 2-0 pitch. Slider left center cut, but popped up in the infield. Calling forward is Shrum on the right side by first base. He makes the catch in foul territory, and it's eight scoreless, hitless innings for Beck Way. Bandits will take a 5-0 lead into the ninth. What a performance for the Quad City's right-hander. The former Yankees prospect is making a name for himself here in Davenport. Picking up a career-high 10 strikeouts in the process, Way's eight-inning start is not only the longest outing for any bandit this season, but also the longest for any pitcher in the club's two-year history as a Royals affiliate. After their final road game of the season this afternoon, Quad Cities closes out its schedule with a series against the Peoria Chiefs at Modern Woodman Park next week. With the Quad Cities River Bandits, I'm Kyle Kerchival. The Columbia Fireflies are still alive for the second half South Division title as we head into the final seven games of the 2022 campaign. As it stands, Columbia is three and a half games behind the Charleston River Dogs for first place, but the kicker is that Charleston will visit the Fireflies at Segra Park for the final six games of the season. If nothing changes after today's slate of games, Columbia will have to win five of six games against Charleston to clinch their first playoff berth in franchise history. The heart of Columbia's lineup has been firing on all cylinders the last few nights. Caden Wallace had a pinch-hit ground rule double that capped off a seven-run rally for the Fireflies Saturday. Gavin Cross has reached base safely in 19 consecutive games. That stretch began in the Virginia Tech product's third game in the Carolina League. Finally, 19-year-old Carter Jensen has been rolling through the league since the start of August. Jensen has the Carolina League's third longest on-base streak at 22 games. The backstop has 24 hits in those 22 games, and he's also drawn 28 free passes, earning a phenomenal 500 on-base percentage since the streak began August 6th. The fate of the Carolina League South Division second-half crown will be decided at Segra Park next week. From Columbia, I'm John Kosas.